it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast, my favorite place to share all the important nuggets to help you stay in control and out of overwhelm as you take what you have done in person and translate it into online products and services. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and I'm your host. This is episode number 115, and today we're talking about warming up your Facebook page audience and Instagram audience to your upcoming online offers. Before we get into this, if you're listening in real time or anytime before May 4th, 2020, I invite you to head over to expandonlinesummit.com and sign up for the Expand Online Summit. It's another completely free way for you to learn more about expanding your business online. The summit is going to be live from May 4th to May 8th and features over 20 artists, musicians, actors, performers, singers, and coaches who also work with artists, musicians, performers, singers, and actors. The goal of the summit is simple, to help more creatives like you stop wishing and dreaming about doing something online and take action. It's a great compliment to what we do on a weekly basis here on the podcast. You'll have the opportunity to watch four or five sessions each day and have a vibrant community of artists to interact with on Facebook. Sessions run from 30 to 50 minutes, and I'll be providing you with the exact runtime and topics inside of the Expand Online Summit playbook, which is a workbook and guidebook at the same time. The mission of the summit is to provide you with insight, strategy, and support to turn your in-person art career into an online scalable business. Much the same as my goals here are on the podcast. So let's get into the theme of today's episode, warming up your audience for forthcoming online offers. When you started your Instagram account and when you started your Facebook page, we were in a different time. You were thinking about showcasing your business to attract and motivate and inspire in your local community. You wanted to be top of mind when people were looking to learn a new skill, improve their art or craft, and take their artistry to the next level. And if you were anything like most of my clients, and frankly me, you didn't really know how to inspire and captivate anyone on either platform. But now you've got a steady following and people are interacting with your posts just in time for a big shakeup. One thing to keep in mind is that we are talking about expanding your business online, not replacing your business with a new online business. You do not need to completely scrap what you've already got going on. And you certainly do not need to create new profiles or pages. (sighs) What a huge, huge weight off our collective shoulders on that one. That being said, there might need to be a few tweaks you want to make to the profile and page info. So let's get started there. On Instagram, your bio is only 150 characters. So if you are currently listing your city and a couple of the surrounding cities, I recommend cleaning it up so that people everywhere can relate. 
Here's an example. Ceramics teacher in Redmond, Wa, serving Kirkland, Bellevue, Sammamish, and beyond in our Cottage Ceramics Studio. Class info at link below. Change it to something like ceramic teacher based in Redmond, Wa, serving local artists and beyond from our Cottage Ceramics Studio and through our website. Click link for more. Or another example, classically trained violinists teaching kids and adults in our studio or your home within the greater Seattle region, up to 40 miles. Contact via DM. Change it to classically trained violinists teaching kids and adults in home, parentheses, Seattle plus slash minus 40 miles, parentheses, comma, in studio and online. Contact via DM. Subtle changes but it changes so that people everywhere know where you're based and know that you are available for online instruction. On Facebook, you have a similar number of characters for your page description. It's 155 characters. I recommend keeping the Instagram bio and Facebook page description the same. It just makes it easier on you and keeps your brand consistent across the platforms. There's not really a whole lot more we can do with five extra characters. Next up, if you are not using your picture as your profile photo on these platforms, it's time to do so. People need to see your face and connect with you everywhere. Even if you aren't branded under your name, your picture speaks volumes. And on Facebook, this is particularly useful if you ever accidentally reply to a comment with your personal profile instead of as your page. Whoops, I just did that recently. But because my images for both my page and my profile on Facebook are from the same photo shoot, it was pretty obvious that I was one in the same. Now let's talk about content. This is really why you're here, right? Your images are designed to stop the scroll. Your captions or descriptions are designed to draw people in and your micro call to action is designed to have them invest a little bit of themselves into your content. A micro call to action is asking them a question that they can answer in the comments. That's all I'm talking about here. And your micro call to action is basically one of those things that doesn't have to change. Your images don't have to change all that much either. It's just a matter of making sure that they stop the scroll. But let's talk about the type of content that you've been creating to this point and how that might need to change or be refined as we move forward. There are so many formulas as to what type of content to put on social media. In general, we can use these buckets. Informational, inspirational, anecdotal, promotional, and miscellaneous. Under informational, you'll be sharing the type of work you create and help your students create. For inspirational, you'll be sharing student success stories, insight into how to do whatever it is that you teach even better, and showcase pieces that you are going to help your students recreate. When it comes to the anecdotal posts, this is where you've been sharing student or personal transformations, perseverance and overcoming obstacles and barriers. And in this type of post, you generally also call out the silver lining in the story. Promotional posts are those that are inviting people to sign up for your programs, stop by your studio, purchase your work or your students' work, or otherwise promote some kind of financial transaction. 
And our miscellaneous posts are those that don't fall into any of the other categories, but help to create a well-rounded profile or page. Now that you're shifting your messaging to be less location specific and feel just kind of different, it's important to make sure that you understand how to use these five buckets of content. Informational posts need to extend beyond location. And it might be helpful to swap out location-specific terms like the name of your local mall or neighborhood park for more abstract terms like nature walks and big box stores because the big box stores are found nationally and internationally. Inspirational posts can reach across time and space. They can draw upon weather or cultural events in another place. If, for example, it's cherry blossom season in Washington, D.C., but you're in Minnesota and you're still in the depths of winter, an inspirational post could draw upon the contrast and how your style of art instruction helps people, no matter what the season is outside, to create a beautiful spring scene. Just because you don't have spring yet in Minnesota doesn't mean you can't draw upon the springtime inspiration. That type of post might not work so well when Everybody in your audience is dealing with winter still. They're not ready for spring. And that's really the difference here. Anecdotal posts are super fun when you're able to draw upon online experiences as well as in-person experiences. There are subtle and obvious differences between the two forms of interaction. And sometimes the best results come from the most unusual circumstances. When you're just getting started shifting online, you might not have any distance teaching anecdotes, but as you build your business, these are going to come. It is super helpful to relate what happens in the online space to what happens in the offline space. And your social media platform is a perfect place to do that. Promotional posts are actually the type of posts that are going to change up the most, as you probably expected. These posts need to call out the reasons why now is the best time for your new and returning students to jump into whatever it is that you are offering. If you have always offered weekend workshops or evening classes, and now you're offering that programming in a non-time dependent manner, suddenly you can call out the fact that your new program can fit into any schedule without worrying about traffic, meals, and carpools. If you are retaining a live component call out the fact that there is a live component, which has all the benefits of an in-person workshop and class, but the convenience of attending from anywhere. A few other things to keep in mind as you're expanding online. Your biggest asset that puts you miles ahead of other aspiring online business owners is the fact that you have an established customer base. These are the people who have been working with you locally. They are poised to be your first set of online students. Keeping them top of mind and understanding what's going to motivate them to continue working with you on your new platform, that is critical. When it comes to creating posts on social media, make sure that you address their fears and hopes. And just because you're going online doesn't mean that you are abandoning your local community. Make sure that your Instagram profile and Facebook page retain your local appeal. While we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic at the time of this recording, at some point in the future, you will be able to go back to the studio and work with your students in person if you choose to do so. 
So to quickly recap, when you start shifting your profiles as you're getting ready to expand online, you'll want to tweak your bio, make sure that you have a good profile image, and add depth to your content by keeping your local and loyal clients at the forefront of your messaging, but make it accessible and available to a larger audience. And with that, let's call this episode a wrap. Again, sign up for the Expand Online Summit by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to expandonlinesummit.com. If you're listening to this after May 10th, 2020, go there anyway. I'll have something on that page to make sure that you have the tools you need to expand your art education business online. Next week in episode 116, we're talking about checklists, action plans, and deadlines. It's an episode that is packed with value to help you make the most out of your time investments here with the podcast and with the upcoming summit. You have what it takes to expand online. Everything that I create is designed to help you reach that goal. Go forward. I cannot wait to see how you expand online.